Cool, cool. You guys ready? Yep. <laughs> Buckle in your seatbelts. One second. Mm-hmm. Pour, pour, pour myself a little more wine. Oh, oh there you go. Oh, DJ's got wine. He hardly ever drinks during the podcast. There you go. I, I have that effect. You drinking anything, on Randall? What's yeah. that? I have that effect on people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on. Uh, what are they? What are these things called? Uh, the spritzers or whatever. I got one of those. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Got a couple of those in the fridge. Yeah, they're they're pretty decent, and they're really not bad for you. So you know, yeah, they're mind. nice and light. Yeah, not too sugary. Yeah, you sound like old people. <laughs> we are. We are. Yeah, we are. I mean, I say the same stuff, but it's like. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolery. Hey, everybody. DJ Mandolini. Yo. And uh, for the first time ever on the podcast, we've got a special guest with us tonight. We've got uh, Lou Moth, who is a uh, game composer. How you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. Nice. Good deal. Thanks for uh, joining us tonight, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me, of course. For sure. And uh, I know, uh, you know, you reached out to us and we've been talking a little bit back and forth on the podcast and uh, or not on the podcast, sorry, on Discord and in Discord. different chats and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I had played uh, one of the games that you had worked on called uh, Leanthus a while back and talked about it on the podcast that uh, you worked uh, with Dev Dwarf, I believe is his name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I don't if know that's... how to pronounce his name or his games. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough but yeah we i was a huge fan of that one and really really kind of hyped that up on the podcast and then after when we were talking back and forth i was like oh you worked on leanthus and then i've since checked out a few other games that you've worked on or a couple others but uh yeah we just wanted to kind of ask you some questions about game composing and whatnot Uh, unfortunately john couldn't join us tonight but he sent over some questions as well so uh yeah we'll just kind of have a casual conversation with you and talk some games as well and do a little something different on this episode Poor john um but yeah, I guess like, how did you first kind of get into the uh, gaming, composing, or, or music in general? I guess I know that's kind of two questions, but uh, we'll start with music, I guess. So perfect. Uh, when I was growing up, I didn't really like music. I didn't really like listening to music, which is kind of weird. But uh, I guess as I got older, I started playing video games, and the first game I ever played was Mario for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And, uh, nice. nice. I just, obviously it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. So I was like, well, how does, how does this even work? You plug these like three wires in and then I can like control a dude on the screen. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and I didn't think I want to write, write music right then and there. It was just more of a, oh, that's cool. And then later on down the line, uh, I started playing like Guitar Hero and I was like, well, this is fun. and it's got a lot of music. And then I started listening to music when I wasn't playing games, which was the Guitar Hero soundtrack. <laughs> Good entry point. And then yeah, as I went on, I forget what year it was, but like dubstep started coming around. And I was like, that sounds unlike anything I've ever heard. It sounds pretty cool. I like it. So then I figured out you can, like people my age were making it. And I was like, oh, well, and I had a laptop, so I went over and I downloaded the demo, messed with the demo, and I've been hooked on making 
music that way. Since then, I just went a more traditional route with the knowledge that I had learning the DAW and how to make dubstep. But I, I started making dubstep, and then I moved towards more traditional uh, music styles. Awesome. That's nice. that's really cool. And so are you like doing the composing like strictly like in the DAW or are you using any like keyboards or MIDI <laughs> controllers or anything like that? Or how are you how are you doing your compositions? Everything is in the box. I have a it, well, and if you don't know in the box just means that I'm doing it in the software. Um, OK, awesome. The keyboard is the only keyboard I have is the one with the the QWERTY keyboard. That's what I use. <laughs> I, don't. <laughs> I actually have a great. Nice. musical keyboard right next to me right now that I paid like $70 for, but I don't use it because I just, I just, I learned by putting in the notes with my mouse and I haven't really, uh, I just, I don't know. It's what I got used to. So I can't really use the keyboard in a way that most traditional people compose, I guess. So Yeah. No, no yeah. gear. That's re- that's really impressive because yeah, your the songs that I've heard of yours like they have a really like dynamic like organic feel to them. You know they don't sound like I don't know some music in games especially uh, can sound kind of like stiff or jilted and like right. your stuff really sounds it just has an organic feel from the games that I've played. So that's really impressive that you're doing it all in the box. Thank you. Um, yeah, I I've heard a lot about. Well, whenever I ask someone, like, what do you think of the music? And they're like, it sounded like it was, like, live, like there was, like, people playing it. Um, when I was younger, I started playing drums, and nice. I, just, I quickly I quickly put it down because I was like, I, I don't really want to read music for drums and then just play drums. Because whatever I did, I wanted to make sure that I uh, was really into it so I could throw myself into it and not just have, like a hobby i wanted to be really good at whatever i was invested in so yeah i I can see that for sure and like and drums themselves like unless you have people to play with i mean they're really fun to play but like it's not necessarily the most musical instrument especially if you're interested in the composing side of things right yeah um but a lot of my music has like drums heavily in uh I don't know. There's just drums in places where there don't need to be drums, but just because I like <laughs> to have drums in there. So Absolutely. Sort of like the Yeah. Uh the Fear of Gears soundtrack. There's the main combat theme. It has drums, but they're like they're like drummer drums. They're not like or like big uh, orchestral drums. They're not like uh they're not really from anywhere. It's just like rock drums because I I'm so used to just thinking of myself being at a drum set and playing like that. Yeah, thinking of the Guitar Hero stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, I no, that's that's really cool. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, what uh, what software do you use when it comes to uh, when you're doing like what what do you find to be the most useful tool? Like, have you stuck with one DAW the whole time, or what have you worked with? And again, DAW. I don't know if we mentioned but Digital Audio Workstation. Yeah, thank you. Is what that stands for. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I've used. I started with FL. Uh, which back then it was FL Studio, well, Fruity Loops. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have heard of that. I, I when you said it, I looked it up real quick earlier, yeah. but I was like FL Studio. But yeah, Fruity Loops. They got Loops. sued. Okay. <laughs> they, got, <laughs> they got sued. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So they changed it to FL. Those sneaky, sneaky people. Uh, <laughs> general. What is that? General Mills that owns Fruit Loops. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when I started, it was like FL Eight. It's now FL Twenty. 
So Jesus, and I haven't, I haven't uh, moved to any other software. I mean, I just as I started using FL, I figured out it can do everything that I needed and wanted, and then more. So it's just been great. I haven't needed to change software. Makes it easier to get in the creative process pretty quickly that way too. If you just already have the software down like that. Yeah, I'm so fast in FL. Like my a lot of my clients are like it was. They're like, I thought you would be giving me a song tomorrow, and I'll be I'll be getting the song to them the same day that they ask for it. Oh, jeez, jeez, that, <laughs> oh my that is crazy. That's like your typical <laughs> turnaround rate on that. Uh, the fear of gears. There's only two songs there, but I was also doing another jam, so I had to write more music for that jam as well. Um, but jeez, the yeah, the fear of gears. I think dwarf will tell you that I. I like to wait till the very last second to get, <laughs> to, get to him. Is that was that the creative process? Just the pressure, kind pressure of chamber. Part of it, like I was sitting at my desk, like scratching my head. How am I going to pump this out? There's only like a couple more hours of the jam left, but uh, oh gosh, I, mean, I did it last time and the one before that, and I figured out this time. Well, part of it is the there's only two songs, and the second song mostly is made up of the first song so like yeah i i'm i'm a real good recycler <laughs> that's yeah, yeah that's that's the way to be building on the theme yeah some of my favorite soundtracks are like stuff like super mario world you know yeah. where they kind of just keep oh. using that same motif over and over again where it's like you know you just keep getting sucked into the uh, dj's laughing i know you i know you don't love that soundtrack dj <laughs> that's <laughs> you know what, what, it is. what soundtrack is it uh, Super Mario World, the on the Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. That's uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, this is baffling to me that you don't know the Super Nintendo. Come on, no, I know the Super Nintendo. <laughs> it's just that. Okay, Kevin's it's, it was the first use. game with uh, Yoshi in it. Right. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about now. I know exactly the yeah. soundtrack you're talking about. Yeah, and th- and that was the first game. I that was the first system and game I ever played, or at least the first like game I like owned and and played a bunch. So that's like. Partially why I'm so attached to that soundtrack as well. I can't. And Classic. I didn't grow up with a Super Nintendo, so I don't have that attachment. So that's fair. <laughs> fair enough. I never had. That's fair. I never had a Super Nintendo, but some of my favorite soundtracks are from the Super Nintendo. Yeah, they, there's some great stuff on there. What What are some of your favorite soundtracks uh, as far as Super Nintendo or in general go? Earthbound. Uh, nice. Uh, oh, yeah. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Yep. Uh, let's I Kirby, any of the Kirby games. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. They're so good. Kirby's Adventure on the original Nintendo. Oh, my gosh. So good. Incredible. Makes that NES sing. Yeah. Poyo. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll get down on some Poyo. <laughs> Donkey Kong. So, like, when you're building out these songs for a game jam and the pressure's on, obviously they can't. They, they can't send you a lot of assets like they probably are giving you what a general framework of what the game they're making is and they're doing it as fast as they can and at the same time you're having to compose music for it how does that process work well dwarf usually shows me some uh, stick people on a page and then he <laughs> explains to me what the stick people should be doing and what they represent and what's going to be happening in the game and I'm like okay and then I wait like a day and then he has more visuals for me and I'm like, all right, cool. Now I can, now I can see something. And you can just run off with that as enough inspiration to, to create. 
uh, that's pretty cool. The visuals? To like, yeah, just to have the visuals and you know what he's presented you is enough for you to run off and and start making music. Yeah, I, I and kind of set the vibe of the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I never play any. I've never played Lanthus. I haven't. I haven't really I haven't played wow. it yet. It's, it's just, a good game. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, I, I really like that game. And again, like uh, the versatile, like the three that I've played, uh, Leanthus, Control Co., and uh, I played a little bit of Fear of Gears real quick. And like again, there's so, like Control Co. has this like really boppy, like upbeat, energetic. Oh, yeah. You know, it, like it keeps you in the action of the game. Like it just makes it so frantic in the best way possible. But then yeah, Leanthus has like a, a ton of different vibes. I don't know how many different songs there are on that soundtrack, but it felt like there was like quite a few different like zones and settings that at least like the the, the tone of the game kept shifting uh, as I played through it. And then again, Fear of Gears, I really like kind of the just atmospheric quality of, of that as well. Dwarf, uh, I don't know if he fixed it or not, but when he published that game to the jam, he forgot to put all the songs into stereo. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, yes. because what happened was I saw that he was starting to uh, upload things and I was like, oh, cool, I'll check it out. So I went over and I played a video and uh, the music sounded really quiet to the sound effects. And I was like, well, there's two reasons for this. Either one, he, uh, he made the sound effects really loud or the other reason would be he put it in mono and that just makes the song quieter <laughs> if, the, if you have a stereo source. Right. I was just listening on my soundbar. I was like, something's not right. So I went and I checked, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Did you uh, put that song in stereo, Dwarf? He's like, no, no, I did not. I will fix that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So so are you not, like when you are working on a song for a game, whether it's for a jam or otherwise, like are you working on it? Are you, are you working on any of like the coding or incorporating it into the game? Because I know you've done some like sound design as well. Like you do some like sound effects and, and that stuff too, right? Yes. I prefer to not touch the software that they are using to make the game. I, I prefer to make everything in a way where they just have to throw it in and it works. Gotcha. So you're just giving them like the audio files and, and then they're plugging that into the game as, as they see fit or whatever. Right. I'm starting to do this thing where I mix the, uh, the music and the sound effects on my computer and then I send it to Dwarf, whoever it is, so that when they throw it into their computer or the game, uh, everything is already mixed correctly. They don't have to touch the volumes of everything because I've already done it nice. on my end. That's awesome because nice. one of my biggest complaints when playing games is like, I know you mentioned it on uh, the Leanthus when it was first uploaded in mono, like so many games that I play, the sound effects are so fucking loud. Yep. Like it's, it's unbelievable. Like I, the first thing I do when I boot up a game is check the settings and see if I can turn the sound effects down because it's usually too loud. And I always think, well, how hard is it to just check that? So it's awesome that you're thinking of that step I know, I, in the process. It's amazing to me how like you said loud the sound effects are compared to and not even just the loudness like the quality of some of these sound effects are just like it's just like glass shattering in my ear <laughs> and the, yeah they're <laughs> super compressed and like just yeah. just really kind of yeah, yeah it's like don't these people have ears can't you hear your game <laughs> <laughs> want to hear the music yeah, I mean, <laughs> or just like a good blend of of everything. And right. So, so when it comes to making sound effects, are are you doing that from scratch, or are you using like a sound effects library, or, or how do you go about that process? I do. All right. Well, some of them I do from scratch, which to me 
I mean, you could, that means a lot of things, but to me from scratch means, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I will literally take like a sine wave if they, if depending on the sound, of course, I'll take the sine wave, add a couple of effects to it. Uh, maybe slide it up and down really quick at the beginning and then maybe have a fade out again. And that'll be a sound effect or some other times, uh, it can be just a sound source and then I heavily modify it so that it doesn't even sound like it's original source. And then that's the sound effect. Or sometimes I'll be really lazy and they're just, I can't make a blade sound effect really out of nothing. If they want a realistic blade sound effect. Right. I mean, I can make an eight bit or a 16 bit or even a 32 bit blade swing anytime, but (laughs) To get that sort of fidelity, I just I have to go to YouTube and I have to steal a blade sound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, but uh, that's awesome though. What it, do you prefer, one or the other? Like, do you prefer working on music, or do you prefer working on sound design, or I, do you like the whole process together? I or? hate working on sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't I don't know. It's I would much rather I would rather write like. I'd rather write music and that's probably obvious but it's just sound effects some people enjoy making them some people don't I don't I can't tell you why I just they're uh I feel like it should be the developer uh because the developer can they should be able to hear their world sort of they should be able to hear what kind of sound effects they should have for their their weapon or whatever and I, I feel like that. that would just be extremely tedious to tell me each and every sound effect and what it should sound like. I don't even think they did that for Ocarina of Time. I'm pretty sure Koji Kondo just like did the same thing I did. It looked up for looked up like footstep, found a footstep he liked and then threw it in the game. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I just want to work on the soundtrack, guys. That's <laughs> right. what I do. Right. <laughs> yeah, that definitely seems like a, the more fun part of the process. Although I, I can imagine it can be frustrating if you're like hitting a wall, especially if you are on that pressure of like a game jam or something. Right. Like, do you ever do you ever get like writer's block or whatever you want to call it? Oh yeah, writer's block happens a lot. And I, how I usually deal with it is, I'll just sit there and I will continue. I live streamed me composing once or twice and uploaded it to YouTube and you can hear me just like listening to things 10, 20 times over again. And then I stop and I don't add anything and then something comes in my head and I'll just write it down. It's, it's sort of like traditional, it's traditional writer's block that everyone thinks about how it reacts and how people deal with it. I'm, yeah. I'm not really any different. I don't, I don't have any weird, like, uh, I don't go, get a cup of coffee if i don't have writer if i have writer's block and then it goes away it's there's nothing like that it's just uh i just gotta keep just persistent keep at it yeah good or wait good for it you. to just come back yeah <laughs> yeah not not easy yeah are there any like particular genres of games that you prefer writing music for or is it kind of like a case-by-case basis i there i'm trying to think of a genre of a game that i would not like to write for i can't i can't really i'll write for anything as long as it looks fun i guess or it looks cool to me i guess i don't really have a as long as it doesn't look cheap or bad yeah that makes sense like how do you go about uh finding projects to work on like do people reach Mm -hmm. out to you do you reach out to people combo combination of both or what i literally do is i go to twitter 
I scroll up and down for a couple minutes. I find something I like. I go on there and I like, I comment and I'm like, hey, this looks really cool. I'd love to share my portfolio if you are hiring a composer. Um, thanks. And that I can't tell you how many times I've texted that to how many people. <laughs> that's just, <laughs> yeah. that's how I do it. Um, sometimes I'll go through my followers and I'll be like, oh, they're, they're making a cool game and they're following me. So maybe they want me to write for their game. And Right. So it's, it's, that's the majority of how I get my clients. It's scrolling through Twitter and seeing the cool game and literally just asking if they have a composer. That's awesome. I mean, we've definitely made just through the the course of starting this podcast, we've made a bunch of connections like to Dwarf and to a bunch of other devs and stuff like that and yourself and whatnot. So, yeah, I I really like that community. And like, do you feel like there's like a a scene that you're like part of or whatever? Because I know these game jams kind of feel like, you know, they remind me of like, like I said, John and I play in a band together. And that's like, you know, you have like your little indie scene, band scene. Like, does it kind of feel the same or similar? I guess I know you said you haven't played in bands or anything, but does it kind of have a like scene-ish kind of feel to it when you're like working with devs over and over again? Like, do you kind of feel have a sense of camaraderie and whatnot? Um, camaraderie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like do you, do you just like do you like working with the same people again and again, or do you? Because I know you've worked with quite a few different developers and whatnot. Do you do you enjoy kind of uh, working with the same people again, or do you kind of like exploring new territory, or just happy, like you said, to work on anything? I think me and Dwarf, this will not be our last jam. I will be I will be doing more jams with him. Nice. I like working with awesome. him. We know how each other, we know how we work and how we vibe. I guess so. It's yeah. It's it's a very comfortable, cozy spot for me as far That's as worth jams a lot. go to do it with <laughs> dwarf. So, but I'm not really out there searching for new people to do jams with because I don't know. I would much rather uh, make new games with new people. I mean, a jam is still a game, but I mean, I the bigger projects I like to disperse out. But the GMs, I like to do with Dwarf because it's comfortable. Yeah, and you only have like a weekend or two days to get it done. So it's like, hey, I want to work with someone I know there's going to be like no issues. Right. Uh, This past jam was the first jam that I wrote uh, for two jams or for two different uh, game jams. In in the same jam you wrote for two different games? Uh, Yes, I was writing for Fear of Gears and i was writing for oh god <laughs> i sure hope i sure hope the other person doesn't watch this <laughs> i forget the name of the game i'm just going to be honest i forget the name of the game but that's all right there's there's so many games out there man it's it's totally just fine a couple. i worked on two though <laughs> so, <laughs> um yeah i, I I wrote for that game, and I wrote for Dwarf's game. I wrote for the other game first, and then after I was done with that, I then started with uh, Dwarf. And to be honest, I felt more pressure was on Dwarf and his team to get stuff done. I don't know. I just, I'm so comfortable with uh, writing fast, so I just kind of feel bad for Dwarf because he, I mean, there's so many bugs that can happen in a game, and you put the sure. game out and, like, one bug happens and the game is unplayable. Right. Whereas the music, I mean, 
it's not really uh going anywhere <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right pretty right. accomplished developer though so kudos to him for for doing these so effectively time and again in, in uh, those situations do you find you have like more autonomy because the developer can't spend as much time with you like going back and forth on the composition <laughs> it's it's kind of devilishly nice because no matter what I do, he can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That's like awesome. Dwarf, here's the song. Do you like it? If you don't, whatever. Put it in You're the out of time. Shut up. Shut yeah, up. yeah the, time, the time expires on the jam in two hours, so <laughs> like Plug it, it in, not. buddy. <laughs> Um, what about at the moment? Like, do you have any projects that you're currently working on right now or anything that you're like super excited about coming up or anything that you're wanted to kind of plug or share and no pressure on that end? Have you heard of Tomb Toad? Yes. Yes. You're working on that game? Yes. I, I'm doing the soundtrack for that game. Heck yeah. Nice. That game looks so cool. Yeah. That's all. I. It is cool. <laughs> <laughs> So what is the, uh, do you, do you know the developer of that one? If, if not, we'll put links in the episode description and whatnot, but do you know the developer of that one off the top of your head or do you know, mm. uh, like what the game's going to be like at all? If you're, if you're able to share that. Well, he shares it on Twitter just about every other day. So it's, that's where I've seen it. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure the, the name of the Twitter account is mission control games. That's what I'm seeing on here. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But that's him. Uh, there's another game I'm running for called Edvox. That's a racer game. Uh, E-D-E-V-O-X. The visuals are amazing to me. I mean, it's like it's like a rainbow uh, Mario Kart sort of, but it's not Mario Ooh. Kart. It's like a dungeon. Okay. I can't even explain it. It's uh, You're racing through a dungeon, and you have AI racers trying to kill you. I'm not even sure exactly how it works, but it looks really cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. If you're talking Rainbow Road and killing each other on <laughs> while racing, that sounds pretty cool to, to me. Yeah, <laughs> my, words, my words cannot explain it, but there's that. Um, one of the first games I wrote for is about to come out. It's because it was so it was it was a big RPG maker game. Uh, it has like 36 songs in the soundtrack. Whoa, is, Jesus. It is large. Is that so, coming out on PC exclusively yep. or is that? Yep. Okay. It, it'll be coming out on just PC because it's a RPG maker game. But uh, yeah, it'll be coming out on PC. And uh, oh, have you ever heard of Everhood? I don't think so. No. Everhood. It is. Okay. So if you can imagine Guitar Hero plus Undertale. Okay. Okay. You've hooked me so far. The trailer for it is amazing. It is the biggest project that I've been a part of thus far. And uh, it's got like, somebody played it on YouTube, but it's got like 100,000 something views on someone just like playing the game. The game's not even out yet. Yeah, it's coming Jeez. out next year, like early next year, it looks like, huh? Yeah, it's, it. I'm super stoked for that one to come out. And although I have not written anything music wise for the game, the developer has taken a bunch of my songs i mean i've allowed him to take them <laughs> and he he's putting them in the soundtrack and making boss fights to them apparently awesome so like that's really cool yeah it's it's really i was i, I didn't even know what to say when he 
approached me about it. It was awesome. So he approached you in this case uh, to work on this game or, or just specifically about using those songs? He approached me if I could use or if he could use my songs in his game, the songs that I had already written that were just sitting around on my YouTube that I wasn't really doing anything with. Okay. And he wanted to like make some like rhythm based combat or whatever to that. Yeah. So as you can imagine, there's not going to be, I don't know if there's any motifs that are going to like repeat in the game due to how he's structuring the soundtrack by just like asking people to put their songs in his game. Yeah. But, uh, there will be a lot of, uh, variety. Definitely. I very much That's, see the Undertale influence. I'm looking at screenshots right now. I'm I'm into that. Yeah, it's Yeah, and we just started Randall and I just started up Undertale we recently. Sure did. That was like uh we did like a holiday episode oh, oh, like right around the New Year's last year and that was my like we picked like a resolution game that we were going to play that we haven't started yet and I was like I'm finally going to start up Undertale or play Undertale, but I've only played like an hour or so. I was so excited when you did that though, because I also needed to play it. It'd been sitting on my shelf forever. So excited. Yeah, that's another reason we started up this podcast. It's like we gotta like make ourselves play these games. DJ has no problem with it. He's plowing through his backlog constantly. Yeah, but I probably Um, I wouldn't have played as many indie games as I've played if it weren't for you guys. So yeah. That's true. Yeah. Syncing up and like trying to play like have some stuff to discuss on episodes. Yeah. For sure. I would have missed out on Hades and can't get those powers back. I'm terrible at playing games. <laughs> do you, so no. yeah, outside of the the music aspect, what I know I know you just said you're terrible at playing games, but what kind of <laughs> games do you like to play if if you do like playing games? Let me clarify. I'm not terrible at games. I'm terrible at playing games if that makes sense. Oh yeah, I'm right there I with you. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dumb and don't get it. Can you please you elaborate? Would, <laughs> you would have to pay me to like play a game that I have never played before. But <laughs> I am very good at Smash Brothers. Which one? And, um, well, I started on Melee. Nice. I was really good at four, and then Ultimate came out, and then now I'm playing Ultimate, and I, I'd say I'm, I'm decent. I'm definitely not bad. Who's, Who's your main? main? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everyone else, I know we talked a little bit. I'm, I'm not a huge Smash guy, but yeah, everybody else on the podcast plays. I love it. At least a decent amount, especially John and Randall. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll say three that I like to play a lot. Uh, Donkey Kong, Jigglypuff, and uh, I I love playing Wario, but just to piss my <laughs> friends off because I like fart on them all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jigglypuff is tough. That's not an easy yeah. character to play. Oh, uh, well, I, <laughs> if you Timing watch, that sleep? That's tough, man. Well... What I usually do is my friend will like, he'll get on the edge and then right when he comes up, I'll jump and I'll do the sleep thing so that if he jumps up, I get him. If he, if he rolls, I'll be falling down and I will get him. <laughs> <laughs> One way or the other. Strategy. Right. We should, we should maybe sync up and play some smash sometimes. See who's the best. Although again, I don't have smash, but <laughs> John is the best. There's no yeah. doubt. <laughs> I don't know. DJ's just good at every That's fucking true. game. No, so I, nah, man. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, John has put like hundreds. John has, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John's put hundreds and hundreds of hours into that game. It just took um, up too much, uh, too much space on my Switch. Not <laughs> my memory card. So I can't keep it on there that long. 
I, for one, think Minecraft Steve is a great addition to Smash Brothers. I do too. And that was such a cool, unexpected thing since Microsoft owns it. But I guess they've already did that with uh, Banjo, so it shouldn't be that unexpected, but very cool. Sakurai implemented that character so smoothly. I still haven't it watched seems the cool. trailer yet, but I'm gonna do it. It looks really. I cool. saw some. It looked like you like also like carry some extra resources that are like kind of right next to your health bar. I, I didn't look that much into it either, but it it looked pretty interesting. It and it definitely wasn't what I was expecting. Looks great. I can't wait so, to play it. He always puts the extra effort in with those guest characters. I love it. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's also very um, tired. yeah just constantly working on that game yeah um what about anything other than smash anything that you've played recently or anything that you uh i don't know just any other games or soundtracks or whatever that you really enjoy my favorite game ever made is paper mario the thousand year door oh oh, good man you are on our page (laughs) yeah (laughs) such an amazing game it is yeah it's incredible it's like perfect the soundtrack's great on that game too it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Metroid Prime. Amazing. Oh, uh, where's John? Oh, no. <laughs> he, ta- he talks about he always tries to like sequence break and speed run Metroid Prime He's all the, the time. Metroid, it's his favorite game, period. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I love Nintendo. I play a lot of the Nintendo games when I do play. Uh, the one game that I play a lot that is not Nintendo is uh, Little Big Planet 3. Nice. Nice. Okay. Because I just love prototyping games in there because you can you can literally like make games in there. So like Right. Dwarf, um, I will come to him with a prototype that I made in Little Big Planet and I'll be like, I really like that. We should make that into a game. And then that's how that's, cool. that's how Dungeon Duo started actually. I don't know if you remember that game, but Dwarf made that one. No, I don't know if I've played that one, but I'll definitely have to check it out. That That's really cool. I never thought about using like another game to prototype a new concept or whatever. That's really cool. That is super cool. But yeah, so I, I play that a lot. I have fun with that. And uh, but yeah, other than that, I don't really I don't really play a lot of games. So Smash Brothers, Little Big Planet 3, uh, maybe some Mario Kart, but I'm terrible at Mario Kart. <laughs> it's all luck anyways just those blue <laughs> shells and all the random items it's not it's just entirely it's just bs luck, kevin it's not entirely but it's like 80 percent oh. 50 <laughs> i'll say 50 yeah 50 60 I, I, is fair 50 but still 50 percent luck in a racing game Ooh. yeah <laughs> yeah you have to approach yeah, we, it more like a mario party perspective i think exactly it's, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely if you're like getting people together to play for like four people on the same screen or whatever or playing online then yeah for yeah. sure but if you're just playing like the i don't know i, I got kind of bored with the circuits in those games over time like i used to try to get every cup and get gold on every circuit or whatever and i kind of gave up on that on the last mario kart it's no four-stock battlefield, no items, for sure. <laughs> That's right. Love love me some Mario Kart 64. Oh, yeah. Although uh, turning is fucking impossible. And those, like, if, you're, <laughs> if you've played a recent Mario Kart game and then yeah. you go back to 64, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> wow, 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 wow. <laughs> uh, nice yeah we're we're all pretty big nintendo fans oh, over yeah. here i don't want to put uh, dj is probably the so least DJ. nintendo fan out of us but he's still a, a <laughs> fan i would say yeah yeah i <laughs> say say you're a fan 
<laughs> I'm a fan, but I'd say my my loyalties are more with Sony. Oh, weird! I, I hadn't realized. <laughs> <laughs> I will. If I you, can if talk you, about if you join our Discord. <laughs> yeah. My PS Plus logo. <laughs> well, yeah, you you have a PlayStation as well, right? Because if you're playing Little Big Planet. Yeah, I have a PS4 and a PS3. Nice. Some of my, oh, I forgot. Uh, I, I want to name some of the PlayStation titles that I absolutely love. Yeah, fire them off, please. Kingdom Hearts, of course. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh yeah, Little Big Planet. <laughs> that's that's <about> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you some God of those have like. The new God What's of that, War? DJ? No, God of War. Yeah, not a God of War fan. The new one. All right. So, like, God of War. God of War is amazing to me. It's like, it's like a movie. Yeah. The, the newest one. I haven't played that yet. I haven't it's either. A, it's amazing. But I just, when I think of a video game, uh, it's it's not really like a theatrical thing for. Well, Kingdom Hearts. Jesus, most theatrical. It's very theatrical. Very, yeah. <laughs> very Disney theatrical, yes. Um, I don't know. It's, I don't know why I can't get into like God of War or uh, The Last of Us or um, any of those big like games where they're kind of like, they're kind of like movies. They're like yeah. interactive movies. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you with Last of Us. <laughs> I yeah, don't. I, always <laughs> I do too. I feel like we're in the minority <laughs> with that. I mean, Last of Us, it looked like it had a tremendous amount of effort put into it. And the, the, like, the graphics and everything were beautiful. Uh, but, and I don't know much about why people hated it, but I just know some people just can't stand that game. I really enjoyed it, but I know there's uh, there's some contention on that issue on this podcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> anyway. even in general, there's always the pe- like whenever there's a game that does so well, and then the se- there's always such high expectations yeah. for the sequel. I know everybody was like, it wasn't the story mm. that I wanted. It's like, well, <laughs> you're playing a story based game. It's like when you watch a movie, you know, a horror movie. You know, it's not like you get to pick which characters <laughs> yeah, die. You're not going to get what just, you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was watching. I was point. watching my friend stream Last of Us, and I was like. Haven't I seen zombies like a hundred times yep. before? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's how I felt playing the first one. I've never played the second, but, but that's it's how like I felt the best the example one. of that. I was like, <laughs> can't they like fair. bring back aliens? Aliens were cool. Aliens like, are cool. Close Encounters, that movie from Steven Spielberg, that movie was amazing to me. Oh, yeah. And the soundtrack, like, especially yeah. at the end of the movie, is so great. John Williams. Yeah genius yeah. oh yeah although i was looking and uh i was looking at koji kondo's stuff and i i don't know if you guys know but that's the composer for mario and zelda oh yeah zelda stuff. and a bunch of nintendo yeah we're we're yeah. big koji fans yeah. dude's a genius I yeah was, i was looking around and there's always someone out there who makes a video if it's a big composer they make a video comparing the song that they made and then a song that came out like 10 years before the song, that song was made that sounds very close to what he, he wrote, Koji Kondo. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that happened with the Dragon Ball Z composer dude and the composer for Metroid Prime and the composer like John <laughs> Williams and Koji Kondo. And they're all like, 
these motifs are extremely similar to the the motifs found in the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, even with Earthbound, it was like maybe even a little too yeah. <laughs> familiar. Like I think they just straight up like use songs. Like yeah. I think that was part of the reason they had such a hard issue like putting that out on virtual console yep. over the years and stuff. When I was like a long time ago, I heard the quote that everyone's heard that's like good composers uh they I forget what the word they used right here was, but good composers write and great composers steal. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking about that. And I was, I Does was that like, hold well, true for you? Well, to me, <laughs> I th- the Earthbound thing, I know they literally like sampled some of the <laughs> some of the songs that they threw in there from other songs. Right. Yeah. But I think in that case, it's so cool because. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. If you can, if you can blatantly steal a theme, and then it's extremely appropriate for what you're using it for, right? I'd say that they should have a pass. And Earthbound like, is such its own quirky if thing. It's anyway, clever. Yeah, yeah, if it's clever enough and it's well, like integrated into the game, so that it makes sense thematically and everything, I understand what they mean now by great composers steal. Because if you can, like, if there's like a shark boss in a video game and you you literally sample the jaws theme and you add something over that and uh just make it fit into the game's aesthetic and everything i think that's genius that someone had the the state of mind to use the jaws theme in that clever sort of way (laughs) yeah if i mean if vanilla ice can get away with stealing (laughs) queens uh, queen and david bowie's song i mean it's just like we added a little ding and it's different so i mean yeah if they can get away with that i mean they're definitely doing a lot more work with that earthbound soundtrack oh yeah i I guess one thing i kind of wanted to ask you about is like uh so when we're talking about stuff like the last of us or like these bigger triple a games god of war and whatnot like i personally lean way more towards and i think most of us probably do uh like more towards like the retro like melodic type soundtracks as opposed to like i mean when i'm playing a newer game like super mario galaxy or this or that like it's i get swept up in the moment of like these huge orchestral you know, pieces or whatever, but like they're, they're very rarely memorable. You right. know, they, they, they fit the mood and they're awesome, but they're just like a movie score. Uh, kind of like you were saying, you know, the, they're interactive movies, but it makes them feel even more like that. But I, I, I prefer to be like humming the tunes in my head after I'm playing the game, you know? Yeah. To me, it's, it's like the difference between Hans Zimmer and John Williams, whereas Hans Zimmer, he does, he did the Batman and, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, oh, yeah. he did Inception, too. Okay, yeah, he does, like, the Christopher Nolan stuff a lot, yeah. Good soundtracks. Uh, For sure, of, yeah. Yeah, a lot of his soundtracks, they're more texture-based, it mm-hmm. would seem. Yeah. And uh, I feel like if you have melody and texture, which is what John Williams has, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you go that route? I don't know. Yeah. I, I agree completely. Yeah, I, I love having like a little ditty stuck in my head after like it sometimes I'm sure makes me like a game more, but like without a doubt. Yeah. Um, You're going to have texture you know, if I like the soundtrack. No matter more. what. Yeah. But, so might yeah, as well have a good melody as well. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I, I guess that's my thought on the AAA games having those big texture based soundtracks. Yeah. 
it's like it's cool in the moment but not so much memory like i'm not i'm not looking to buy the vinyl of no. the soundtrack yep <laughs> basically not worth searching out no yeah well yeah. uh what what about you guys you guys have any other questions for uh lumoth or lumoth is there anything you want to talk about before we kind of wrap things up tonight or uh I'll take questions first because I can't think of any questions myself. <laughs> Perfect. I think I used up all my other ones I had. Yeah, Go, I'm, DJ. I'm, I'm pretty much an idiot when it comes to music stuff. So. <laughs> That's fine. The I'm an idiot when it comes person. to podcasting. Hey, we are so too. Are we. we are too. You did a pretty We're good job figuring here. it out. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, nobody has any more questions. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we're super, super stoked and thankful to have you on the podcast this week, uh, Lumoth. They're really, really excited. Love, like I said, I've only played three games that you've worked on, but I'm excited to uh, check out more of them because I've really, really loved the experiences and the, the soundtracks have been a huge part of that uh, in the games that I've played. So just thanks so much for joining us. And uh, as always, uh, you can find us online at uh, pursuingpixels.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff stuff uh links are in the episode description at the bottom and we'll have links to all lumoth stuff as well but where can uh people find you on the internet uh lumoth where would you prefer them to uh look you up mostly twitter and youtube because twitter is where i can talk to people and have conversations and youtube is where i put all my content really so those two places awesome and yeah We'll definitely have a link to your YouTube in the episode description as well so people can check out uh some of your work and some of the games that you've worked on yeah thank Um, you yeah, no problem. And that's Lumoth, by the way. It's L-E-W-M-O-T-H. So just in case. But again, links will be in the episode description. But uh, thanks for joining us as always. And thanks again, Lumoth. And uh, we'll catch you next week. And until then, take care. Yeah. Thanks, Lumoth. Bye-bye. See ya. Okay, yeah, cool. But let me, uh, once you start a new one, let's uh, get another clap in real quick so I can sync that up. Also do that at the end. Oh, yeah, we could just do it at the end of the conversation, yeah. Just don't let me forget Deej. That's right. Who do you think you're talking to? A DJ never forgets. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Although he's drinking wine tonight, yeah, so... that's true. We'll see. <laughs> Water over <laughs> wine. <laughs> All right, we're good. I just okay. started the second thing, so... All right, what was cool. the question? Sorry. Uh, oh, I remember.